Hello, and welcome to the Tuesday Night Music Show with, as always, our smiling superstar producer, Howie Darkstar. And swinging Jay Brennan from uh, Temecula, California. What up? Or, or Pastor Jay Brennan from Swingin' Temecula, California, perhaps. Same drink. Mm-hmm. We all have the same thing in common, and that is we have been abandoned by our fearless leader, John Young, who he's kind of a legend now. Yeah. He's, I, you he's, know how I feel like sometimes? He's outgrown us. I feel like that character on that Gilligan's Island episode who had crash landed on Gilligan's Island and thought World War II was still happening, and there's still... Yes. He's still fighting the war. Oh, yeah. The war's over. So we don't know if any of this stuff's even being watched. (laughs) They're not paying any attention. We're just still doing it. We're sure, you know. We are um, self starters. Mm. We we don't need others to to help us decide whether or not we should be doing what we're doing or not. We just do it. We just do it. We just do it. And the checks keep cashing, so I don't care. (laughs) Right. Right. Yeah. Exactly. I'm living large. I don't know about you guys. But, uh, I just looked at a oh, Bentley yeah. today. Just looked at a Bentley. I mean, I'm not going to buy am. one. I don't have any money. I looked at it. I drove. It drove past me. I looked at it, and then I just, you know. I'm you living know, this large. I buy the Oh, my gosh. I buy the big thing of pretzels. You are living Man. large. Wow. I'm living large. I have nothing to show you like that. I have an empty coffee that's showing you where my life is right now. There you go. Had a busy day. It's it's I a busy time. I truly enjoy the show, though. I <laughs> nice. truly do. Nice. <laughs> you truly do. <laughs> nice. Well, I took the money that John gave us from the last pay raise, and I bought a flashlight. Oh, All right. Nice. And, and wow. he said it's a flashlight key ring, so it was two gifts in one. So I not to expect one this year. What does your shirt mm-hmm. say? Oh my! Oh. oh hell yes! Oh, some Tom Petty action going on. Little there. Tom Petty, yeah. And I and the thing I love about it is I got it the Christmas after he died, and mm-hmm. shortly thereafter, and probably outside had about six people either give me the thumbs up or finish the line mm-hmm. or something, and it's. I didn't think how iconic it was till I put it on. Mm-hmm. Like, wow! I yeah. think I think most people know that. You know, I yeah. mean, well, you've it, had your last dance with Mary Jane. Well, I have an idea for you. What's that? You should wear a party dress with that over it for Halloween. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> that you know that would make sense. That would totally or like a like a tutu or something. What you know? What while we're on the topic, real quick, what's What's the most iconic song line to you, not to the general public, but a line in your head from a song that will always be there from way back in the day, let's say. Some line you heard that you just, mine would be from Heaven and Hell by Black Sabbath, Ronnie James Dio lyricist, and the line is, you've got to bleed for the dancer came out in 1980, mm-hmm. and for some reason that line locked on to my young little 16-year-old brain, and I was done. I'm like, yes, you do. I didn't know what bleeding meant. I didn't know what dancers <laughs> were. I didn't know if it was a strip club thing. I didn't know if it was a ballet thing. I didn't know. Right. But it's just, it's one of those lines that when you're by yourself, kind of cruising around, you look around, you go, yep, you got to bleed for the dancer. And, you know, we just have those lines in our head sometimes, you know. I do. What's yours, Howie? Mine would be from The Who. Won't get fooled again. Meet the new boss, same as the old boss. Right. Yeah. You got to have some, Brian. I mean, yours are probably deepish. You're probably like, you know, our friend from Paisley Park, deepish. Well, it's funny mm-hmm. because, I mean, now that I'm older, I think I think the... Uh, my favorite is probably Prince from Pop Life, which is life it ain't real funky unless it's got that pop. But mm-hmm. when I was younger, huh, when I was younger, it was probably from Madonna's Justify My Love, poor is the man whose pleasures depend on the permission of another. That's Ooh, a really that's good deep. line. That's deep. Yeah. Yeah, that is deep. Yeah. yeah. There's a, and it's there's a lot of the, you know, I feel bad for those that don't understand the creative poetry and the 
the mm-hmm. meaningfulness of lyric. That's what, and this is a tragedy of the generations where you don't have, you know, you, you can't grab, I don't have one. Oh, you can't grab this and pick it up and pull this out and read what the lyrics are. And it's kind of, it's mm-hmm. real. I think it's tragic. I think it's a lot of, you know, I think it would still inspire people to look to books. You know, Sebastian Bach mm. famously said when he heard 2112 by Rush, it was based on an Ayn Rand story. Mm-hmm. And he actually went yeah. out and read the book. He's like, Rush is such a great group. They made me read a book. Like, right. well, you well, know. you would have to because Neil Peart wrote most of the lyrics. Wrote, and yeah, he was pretty much a voracious all. reader, a voracious reader. Yeah. I mean, he was not the guy in the blue room, you know, doing lines and drinking. He was the guy reading a book while everybody else was partying. Right. The one that sticks in my head is um, the Police Synchronicity album. Mm. I learned all about that whole bag with the theory of relativity. And no, that was a learning Mm -hmm. lesson because I didn't know what synchronicity meant. either. Like, what the hell is the song about, you know? And someone much smarter than me explained to me, oh, well, it's about this. I'm like, oh. So I researched it and it's like, oh, okay. I guess I'm a little smarter now. I'm not sure how smart you get, you know, listening to a Drake song now, but. Yeah, you know. <laughs> what's, what's Cardi B got to, to spit some knowledge on us today with? It, it's different. Hey, yeah. It's different. Yeah. It's different. Yeah. Yeah. And and yeah. I don't want to this I, turn I, to the grumpy old man show, but yeah, I mean, there, there's not a whole lot that makes no, me think anymore when it comes to music. I can't. No, but you know, bringing up Neil, one of his best lines when you break it all down, and from one of their biggest hits, from I think it was from Tom Sawyer or movie, yeah, Tom Sawyer. Um, I can't. What is it? Um, I can't pretend a stranger is a long-awaited friend. Oh no, it's from Limelight. I was going to say that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's Limelight, not Tom Sawyer. Mm-hmm. Limelight. But I can't pretend a stranger is a long awaited friend. I mean, that's kind of impactful. Like, it's negative, mm-hmm. but it certainly spoke to who he was in his lifetime. Mm-hmm. And I think, I think there's a lot of nuggets of knowledge and information. I, I just got, Brian famously has had Sirius XM for a long time. I finally bought the bullet and got my <laughs> subscription. And, you know, in a, I also have the AirPods and it's amazing now I'm listening to music now more than ever because as I walk the dog or wander the home during the day, I've got one mm-hmm. in listening to 80s and 90s and sure. whatever I'm listening to. And I'm clearly hearing lyrics that I used to think were great. And now I'm starting to be, some of them are a little creepy. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's true. Those, you know. Like, I mean, the outfield, you know, it's it gets a little creepy when they start talking about the young girls, even Winger, who I, you know, and I'm sorry, Beavis and Butthead aside, I really like Winger. It's like, she's only 17. Like, whoa, that's illegal now. We've talked about this, but the, yeah. I mean, it's supposed to be written from the perspective. Most of those songs are written from, from the perspective from the young, of a young man. Exactly. Mm-hmm. It's storytelling. Exactly. No, 100%. it's not the lead singer who happens to be in his mid twenties singing about a seventeen-year-old. I mean, it, it's it's not autobiographical. If it is, it's from when they were young, right? One hundred percent, one hundred percent. But know, it's it how we depends. take them now with age. At now, yeah. as we get older, we take them in a different respect. <laughs> yeah, we're squares I, now. I think, That's why I think I've done that all my life. Though it depends on the mood I'm in. Now you can, I can hear a song and it's like, man, I love this song. The melody is fantastic, but then, oh my gosh, I've just gone through uh, some sort of, uh, you know, depressing thing like breakup or somebody died and and it's like, oh, and you're listening to the lyrics now. And now I'm like, oh, wow, that's sad. I, you know, I, you know, it could be go, It could go either way. You know, it depends on my listening to the lyrics or the melody. I always was a melody person and we talked about this before. I never, I mean, lyrics were like a secondary thing where it was, it was something for the singer to do. And even Dennis DeYoung of Styx says, this is how he thinks of song lyrics too. 
it's just something to sing. It's not necessarily always this deep, meaningful thing. Mm-hmm. And, and because of that phenomenon in my lifetime, and I'm still discovering them as I go, I've misunderstood several song lyrics. Wait, oh, and it wow. didn't change how I felt about the song that I, I it was all mm-hmm. gibberish to me or it didn't make sense to me. Mm-hmm. Speaking of the 17 thing, I love rock and roll, the Joan Jett version, because, you know, that's how old I am. Oh, yeah. Sure. I saw him standing there by the record machine. I yeah. knew he must have been about 7'10". That's what I heard in my head. He was an 8-foot tall guy. <laughs> he was a basketball player. I was going to say, there's an NBA guy looking for a <laughs> Right. Yeah. He's got a contract with the Lakers, you know? Well, I mean... That's what I heard. You, you know the song benny and the jets sure i i finally read the lyrics and i was like wait a second what mohair suit mohair suit yeah i don't think that's what he says he says you know and there's a lot of those and i the time we did a little bit more of this as a deep dive i love the fact that i read somewhere seal won't publish his lyrics because he feels that you should sing what you hear. <laughs> right. And if he tells you what he's saying and it's different, then that's a detriment. And that's kind of a lot of video argument. Why should I put mm-hmm. a video, give you a visual, when in your head you already have a visual for my right. song? If I make it a love story in the desert with a camel and a Ferrari, that may go against what you got out of the song to begin with. Yeah. We did a thing last night. I read, I saw a video on TikTok, and there's a thing called, are you familiar with this, Brian? The Mandela Effect. I've and heard this mm-hmm. before. Mm-hmm. The Mandela Effect is simply where you remember something yes. one way, but it's in all actuality not that way. Right. And the Mandela Effect that was last night was the song, We Are the Champions, mm-hmm. by And the girl said, do you know the song, we are the champions by Queen. Of course, I know that. You know it. We all know it. Mm-hmm. Does it end with of the world? And I said in my head, yes, he says at the end of it, we are the champions he of says the champions, world. champions, and that's it. Right. But yeah. when I asked six <laughs> DJs in the room, six DJs said, yes, it ends with we are, you know, of the world. And then when yeah. I listened to it from the original album, it doesn't. No, it, it does. does. Not. We're champions, and That's there's music. But it, the original, live. yeah. But the live version does the end. Live version does, and, and the one that he did at Live Aid. Well, it's because they cut the song short. They were doing a medley, yeah. yeah. And they jumped into something else. Yeah. But, if you, if but I sometimes yeah. think you should be left to your own devices with lyrics. You should be left to. This is what it means. This is like I hated, hated. When the police released, oh, every breath you take, I wrote that as a stalker. No, you didn't. No, 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 no. It's about such deep love. <laughs> and we're all familiar with the famous Phil Collins. I loved those myths. I loved mm-hmm. believing that Phil Collins stood on the edge of a lake as his friend drowned and an old man let him drown because Phil Collins can't swim. And 30 years later, Phil Collins found the man, invited him to his concert and had him sit front row and sang that song to him and told him it was about him. Yeah. Only to find out that even Phil Collins was like, love the story never happened. Never happened. Yeah. It almost reminds me of Meatloaf. I don't know what you... I mean, I'm not a fan of Meatloaf. Music. I like Meatloaf. Music. He's fine, but he's a little weird. But anyway... Oh, he's, yeah, he's definitely a little weird. He's a little weird. But every time there's an interview, somebody asks him, whether it's Carson or Leno or whoever was interviewing him, how'd you get the name Meatloaf? And he always tells a different story. Yeah. Yes. Every time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Purpose. Yeah. Yeah. He's got a, a different respect. version. Yeah. By the way, he has a daughter, Pearl. Pearl, Pearl, whatever his real her last name is. <laughs> she is married to a guitar player from a band. Oh, her last name is Jam, right? It, Pearl, no, Jam. oddly enough, her last name is now <laughs> Ian. 
because she is married to Scott Ian of Anthrax. So, okay. Meatloaf is Scott Ian of Anthrax's father in law. And another weird one, if you're into the music I'm into, Dokken from the 80s, George Lynch, the guitarist, his daughter is married to Richie Faulkner, the guitarist for Judas Priest. This is probably where a lot of people are tuning out, isn't it? Probably. I gave you one the other, I gave you one like last week, didn't I? Mm. I People About Ian Anderson of Jethro Tull, who his son-in-law is? Mm -hmm. No, you didn't, did you? Yeah, uh, his son-in-law is a Andrew Lincoln from The Walking Dead, the actor. Oh, this is I didn't know to that. Sound like an yeah. episode of Six Degrees of Separation. Yeah. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> uh, full disclosure, folks, we had no plan for tonight. We're just riffing it and see what happens. So I'm sure the ratings will tank, but you know, we thought we'd just go with it. We're in negotiations with our agents now, so this is almost a protest. We're kind of the writers are on strike. Guild. The writer, We're yes, they are. The sad thing <laughs> and you know i can read the lyrics from low spark of high hill boys i don't know if that's uh oh, i could tell you about my indiana adventure you know that'd probably be worthwhile to yeah. hear because i know that that was a little bit of a stress for you you had to go from home base out to indiana which from uh -huh. here has got to be a three or four day drive no and do your nephew's your nephew's wedding right mm-hmm a beautiful setup, by the way. I saw the setup in the room. Oh, thank you. Ceremony, but the reception setup looked beautiful. Thank you. It was pretty simple, but yeah. that's one I use for it everything. It did look good. It really did. I love that powder coated uh, Provent table too. Provent table MB, matte black. Oh, it's matte black, matte but black. it's a two series in that it separates. Correct. Yeah. So just because the ProVent Table 1 did not separate, but the ProVent right. Table 2 does. Yes. But the matte black is the two matte black. That looks great, especially it, against the black Evolve. They look like the 30s. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's a nice look. I'm, I'm happy with it. Um, I mean, I didn't mind the silver look, but I'm, no, I'm trying it, you know? But you know what? There's something to be said for going in the dark. I've met many a DJ that looks at facades and goes, I wouldn't use white. Why not? You can light it up. It looks really cool. No, no, no. All black. Really? I mean, you guys have seen that tuft leather look in the facade with mm -hmm. the buttons. Mm -hmm. They had them white at Expo, and I looked at them, and I'm like, hey, what do you think of that? And the DJ I was talking to is like, I'd get it in black. He's yeah. like, you can't light it up anyway. He goes, in black? Totally classy. Black speakers, black stands. And I'm like, I totally get that. You know, I'm looking at facades now, and I got to admit, yeah, I could light up a white one, but the black one would be kind of a little bit removed and everything else. So I mean, I still backlit the black and it looked nice, but yeah. And uh, when I when I'm done with the wedding, according to Rob, and I can take it home, put it up against the wall, and bang, I've got a new set for my former occupation. Bow bow bow. Yeah, I used to be. People don't know. No, a lot of people don't know this, and I'm willing to disclose it here. I was a sleep model for a little while in the '80s. Front lawns, driveways, backseat of cars, bathtubs, beachfronts, <laughs> mm -hmm. mm -hmm. casinos. I recently <laughs> went back into it in Atlantic City, actually. I did a gig. I had to do a sleep model gig on a <laughs> on the boardwalk one night. I'm on the boardwalk, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was there. Oh, and I don't judge. I don't judge. You got a job. I got a job. I don't judge. Come on. Come on. <laughs> I was doing two jobs that night. I got paid twice by the union. Once for hair model, once for sleep model. Yeah, yeah you, you yeah. did a great job. No, the Indiana trip was was interesting. One thing I did that was fun, I'd never done it before, not for a wedding, but I did a dinner set of all Yacht Rock. Yes, I've done it. It's awesome. Well, the hard part was finding Yacht Rock songs that didn't involve affairs Again. and, <laughs> and yeah, cheating. Yeah. Stuff. Yeah. yeah if that's you tough. like pina coladas. <laughs> well, yeah, but they yeah. end up back together. That's kind of nice. Well, if you do him, that's, yeah, I wouldn't have done him by Rupert Holmes. Right. Well, you, I didn't yeah. want to do, uh, I don't know. I, I did steal away just on, I, I, maybe I didn't analyze it well enough, but I did it. What about mm -hmm. England, Dan, and John Ford Coley? Like, really want to see you tonight. That's just a hook. I didn't song. do it. I but didn't ooh, do that it. That would have been a good one. Yeah. 
Yeah. I did um deck that I, I did a lot of Kenny Loggins because apparently the Kenny Loggins stuff is pretty safe. Oh, it's in the whole catalog. Yeah. This is mm-hmm. it, it's fine. Danny's um, song. Whenever I call you friend. I mean, that's all fine. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. But you don't want to, you know, some you want to be careful with. You just right. want to be careful. Yeah, but do we read too much into it? I did Ambrosia. Um, you're the only woman. That was nice. That's a good one. But you can't yeah. do how much I Hi, feel. Why? How much I feel? It's about the, the the last verse of the song is literally about, hey, how's your life going? It's been a long time. I got a wife now. And sometimes when we have sex, I'm looking, I see your face. Okay, that's valid. Oh, yeah, that that's might not valid. be a good one. That's yeah. probably not. Yeah. Mm, but see, yeah. this is where we started good with call. lyrics. Good call. This, this is the thing. I kind of hate that when I listen to England Dan and John Ford Cohen now, which I love, love those mm-hmm. guys. They're very, by, you know, early teen memory. But I hear just when I, you know, really want to see you tonight as a hookup. Like, hey, it is. I know, but I don't want to think of it that way. I want to think of it as this love song that I have. Same way when I listen to Barry Manilow and people go like, you know. That's kind of the cool part. It's, I was watching a show. I want to be dumb about this. I want to hear it and be like, yeah, it's a cool breeze blowing. And like, I'm not going to force you into anything. I just want to see you. Like, I just want to leave it there. I don't want it to be like, hey, you know what? It's three in the morning. I'm like alone. Why don't you cruise over? Like, I don't want to make it, but it's not. <laughs> I was watching right. a show today on Netflix, or this morning, actually, before I went to bed on Netflix. And it was about, I, I believe it was the one about the making of the movie Elf with Will Ferrell. Okay. And, and how they strongly based everything in that movie, the costume design and everything, on the claymation animated stop motion Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. Like, that mm-hmm. was the style of it. That, know it. That they were oh, going yeah. for. Yeah. And, and what they said about it was interesting. They said it came down to those who knew, knew, and they got it, and those who didn't know then it didn't matter to them. Like, you know, they, they weren't like, like, oh, they ripped it off. It's kind of the same thing with the old music. It was innuendo. It was like, my mm-hmm. parents can hear this and they're just innocently singing along, but I'm hearing, and I'm hearing some dirty stuff. Yeah. That was the cool sad. part about it. Yeah. But in a way it's, I played, um, somebody wanted old jazz for a wedding recently for dinner. And when we got to the cake cutting part, I suggested they were very into old jazz. And I said, you know, and knowing full well in my head what I think it's about, which I'm sure you're going to agree with, I suggested Nina Simone, Sugar in My Bowl. Yeah. And they went with it. Uh Uh-huh. Played it. And the owner of the venue is like, I love this song. I love Nina Simone. She sounds amazing. You know what this is about, though, right? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> no. Yeah, but you know Led Zeppelin would steal lyrics from Robert Johnson about you know mm-hmm. squeeze my lemon and let the juice run down my leg. Down my and leg. Yeah. At the time you hear that, and then you hear Robert Johnson say it from what the 1920s, the 1930s, and mm-hmm. just go, man, could they really have been that? You know, backdoor man, hoochie coochie man, and. You, I kind of, as I've gotten older, I, I kind of want to pr- turn that part of my brain off a little. Why? Because it's I like hearing it in an innocent way. Then, like listen, well, so you're too worldly to enjoy it now, huh? <laughs> no, it's yeah. just that I'm too I'm too on top of the. You're supposed to be the cool guy who's in on the joke now. I know right. I'm in the joke, but it's like I don't want to be distracted from enjoying it by going like, oh Why yeah. Would you, so, so are you offended? I don't think or there's just no innocence there. I think it's the in- the lack of innocence. I don't think it's offense. I think it's more like, oh man, don't make this. I guess because I, I try to hear it with those ears. Here's the bad that? news. You ever here's try the... to hear music with your old? You don't because you're just way too. No, old. no, but here, here's the bad news. All pop songs are full of innuendo with maybe the exception of don't worry, be happy, and you light up my life. Everything else is is sexual innuendo. Well, they just they announced the other day that they spoke with Harry Styles, formerly uh, <laughs> One Direction. Water, yeah, Watermelon Sugar. And he disclosed Watermelon that Sugar. Sugar was mm-hmm. about 
a woman thing, yeah. doing a thing and yeah. an act. Yeah. And I'm like, well, yeah, obviously. But, right. yet, you know, Mr. You know, worldly, temaculous swinger DJ guy, I got taken off my feet a little bit when they said, you know, you know, Cake by the Ocean is about this. And I'm like, no, it's not. I still haven't gotten that one. I don't care. I yeah. still don't. Like, I I'm don't like, get it I see it all the yeah. time. I'm like, yeah. maybe. So my point is, have we gotten to that level of everything has to be an innuendo? Is there just a moment where maybe they just said that? We're maybe just old I, and know better now. I know, but well, that's... We can't I, be children again. I like hearing it with those four... Like, every time I hear... Benny and the Jets, I think of me riding my bike in Arlington Center by the Capitol Theater the first time I ever heard it. And it reminds me of a movie called Aloha, Bobby and Rose because it was from that movie. And it's like, wow. And they had a Camaro. They did a hole shot, did a smoke show with it. And I'm like, yeah, I'm 14 again. No, you know, the, I'm actually the, not. Uh, the bummer about late, being older is yeah. that you are in on the joke. I mean, we right. are. I don't want to know how to do the magic trick. That's what it comes down to. Right, I don't right. want to know how to do, like, don't turn around and go, <laughs> you know, I had the card here, right? No. It's a rite of passage to know this stuff. You should be proud and honored that you know. Oh, I know enough. I Trust me. I know too much. Do I don't not. want to know. I know way too much, Brian. I know where the bodies <laughs> are. I know where the empties are. I know way too much, Brian. Just, it, yeah, that night uh, we weren't on air, but I was showing you some magic tricks and Deb was there and she said, Oh, oh, he's there's something. And you were like, No, Deb, stop. I don't want to know how the magic no. tricks done. Yeah, because there's got to be something left to the mind. There's right, I like right. knowing that there could be something I can't. I used to love reading about UFOs and like like mm. flight 45 with the five, you know, World War II planes that disappeared over the Bermuda Triangle. I don't want to see people get killed or disappear, but there's something to that mystery. Maybe it's because mm. I'm a little religious and I have beliefs and there are things that I have to have well, faith in. But we, we I could love talk it. about it being like, just let me enjoy the song as it stands. If you if you disagree mm -hmm. with this, Brian, I'm going to absolutely lose my ass. <laughs> no, I'm going to lose my ass. <laughs> okay. This is how I operate with music okay. and always have. And I think you and I are very similar in respects to how much music we take in. Like it's, it's Perhaps. a 24 seven thing. Mm -hmm. I can live without food. I've gone without chewing food for 13 days. Not even did it on my head. Not an issue. I mean, quite honestly, it's less about I couldn't the live music I take in. It's more about the music. I it's, it's music retention for me. Well, right. it's, it's, yeah, it's retention, but you're, yeah. you're like storing it up. Like there's going to be a test. Yeah. I'm not, I'm there storing is. it up because I want it to flow over. I hear certain songs and I will always be brought back to where I heard it first mm -hmm. or where I enjoyed it the most. Mm -hmm. I absolutely love that about music. I love that I can finish this show, close my eyes and put a song on and suddenly be transported back, not forward. Mm -hmm. I don't want music to ever make me go future. I want music to always have places in my heart and in my mind that I can go visit and be back there because I know I can't go back in time. I, I know that's your bag. But I know that is. does that. Don't you have songs like that? Don't oh, sure. You have you know, moments in, in, where yeah. you hear a song and go, man, it's San Dimas. I'm nine years old. And boom, I can oh, smell yeah. the gasoline. I can smell the Marlboro that's smoking next to me. And it's a good feeling. Well, here, let me let me just say this. I mean, I don't know if I've ever shared this with you, but whenever I'm flying into Ontario or John Wayne, it doesn't matter. Right. When I after I kind of go over Phoenix and I'm over those mountains. Yeah. I'll put on like Heart Dreamboat Annie or I'll put on Perfect. You know, you like like Jerry Rafferty Baker Street, or because it brings me back to when I lived there, and I get it. It's like 100%. Totally, boom. But having said that, if I think of songs like JoJo by uh, Boss Gags, or "You're the Only Woman" by Ambrosia, or just a barrage of, or you know, of tunes. Right. You know what it reminds me of when I'm thinking about it? You know, the, the, the vibe I get? 
I'm sitting in the shop with mom wrenching on a Mustang. Because that's the new association I have with it. It's not just what happened when it came out. It's what's happening now with it. That's mm-hmm. what's so cool about it. It's not necessarily but you, but the time you still, have, you still have the. Do you still have the old memory? Can you? Sometimes dance? the new one takes over. I mean, I remember. Okay, I've that's, shared, that's fine. Yeah, yeah. I've, I've shared this before. I, I remember the song I really didn't care for too much was Santana's "Black Magic Woman." It was fine, but whatever. Yeah, and I was I was in Australia and I was with this beautiful woman and she loved that song and she played it. And now, whenever I hear that song, I think of this beautiful woman. It's a new association I have with it. So music is triggers. And, you know, Mm -hmm. going back to to where I was born last week, which doesn't happen a lot. But I've been going back there my whole life, like for funerals and sick people or whatever. A spinner song will come on the radio. It's like, ah, yeah, yeah. You know, could it be I'm falling in love or I'll be around? It's like, ah, of course, songs. of course, you know, yeah, but that, and that's the thing. It's like, even when I travel to shows, when I go to Indiana, where I went as a child to the Indiana state fair, I've been to Indianapolis, been to the speedway, been here, been there. There's something about music. Music becomes almost like clothing. Hey, where do you guys want to go today? Let's go to the beach. Well, I'm not going to wear these denim overalls and a flannel. I'm going to put on a bathing suit, maybe some flip-flops and a, a hat or whatever, because mm-hmm. I, need to be in, I need to be appropriate to what I'm doing. Music right. to me becomes that. As you famously know, and as I think most people know, because I've said it repeatedly, whenever I've ever traveled since 2009, I remember by Dead Mouse is on the playlist. So mm-hmm. every time I hear it, I'm a wash of memories from different times and places. And I always tell people, find a travel song, find a couple of them, and every time you travel, play them because it will bring that stuff back to you. You know, I can hear Undercover Angel and still head over heels in love with a girl that I never even spoke to in the backseat of a 75 (laughs) to cruiser going to Albany, New York from Boston and being in that mindset of someday when I'm a man. Well, you know, I've done it both ways, Jay. I've done it both ways where I have created the soundtrack for the trip I'm about to take. And so, yeah, that's the soundtrack for the trip I'm about to take. I think the more interesting soundtrack is the one that just organically happens around me. Yes, I agree. That one is more fun because it's usually more about discovery or... Like saying, like Black Magic Woman, it's about revisiting things you wouldn't normally revisit, but they're just happening so organically. It's just natural and right. So, yeah, I mean, music is association. Uh, you, you talk about memories a lot, and, and I don't disagree with you. It's not that. I just don't want to live in the past. And you know, I, I want to bring back good memories, but I don't want to think of them as Oh, but long, long ago when things were better and so no, no, I don't I don't think it's that at all. I have those, you know, walking on the beach in Cancun in 1987 with (laughs) headphones on and a walkman and listening to, you know, White Snake and hearing the opening intro of Bad Boys and Crying in the Rain and Fahrenheit and flying out to LA in 85 on a one-way ticket on People's Express with the same Walkman and the cassette tape was Thompson Twins, Sidekicks and Quickstep and hearing Kamikaze while I'm reading Less Than Zero by Brett Easton Ellis. Those aren't, I'm living in the past because I think it's a fine line of, I want to escape where I am. It's more of, man, that was something that I enjoyed, even if I didn't enjoy it at the time. But, you know, I think if you're going to do that, and I call it time traveling, if you're going to do yeah, that, oh, it's total time. Mm-hmm. It's time traveling. It, you have to use that music in a certain way. If you listen to it every day, it no. doesn't represent that time anymore. Right. But if you hear it once in a while or once mm-hmm. in a great while, that's when it blows your mind. And as it, let's wrap this back up into DJing. That's why I like to find those bizarro tracks. When mm-hmm. I'm spinning, that you 100%. don't hear it every gig, that you aren't hearing on the classic stations 
that people completely forgot about. Right. So those out there's like, oh my God, what? And, and it's in the lexicon because something cool happened to them while they heard that song and then they forgot right. all about it. And you want to draw that out of people. And that's the, I had a conversation today with my wedding and next week, I'm doing a wedding next Thursday. Like, oh, we like country. I'm like, wow, you guys are really into country. We're really not. But the venue elicits that that kind of country vibe because it's a farm and it's in, you know, this canyon. And I'm like, no, I totally get it. Well, when they said canyon, my mind went to Laurel Canyon. I'm like, wow, like the birds and Dylan and, you know, I'm suddenly on a totally different wavelength. And I'm like, well, why don't we try this? And what about this? And I, I think that obviously we're really stuck on music as DJs and we view it from a perspective of mm. this will do that for memories. And then she discloses something about being Irish. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, I'm Irish. She goes, oh, I'm black Irish. I'm like, well, so am I. I wear a clatter ring, that ring right there. And now I, a new twist has entered the fold. Her dad's from Belfast, Ireland. Bingo. Now I've got this new thing I can add. It's not like anything else in life. It's not like real estate or food or clothing. You can't say, hey, I look good in this suit and it makes me feel good. But you know what? I look good in a parka too. We'll put the parka on top of the suit. No, that looks like shit. It looks bad. But you can you can musically lost me. <laughs> no, no hear me out you can musically take people on a journey through an event as mm -hmm. a dj and there's nothing else that will do that you can't give them one type of food at five another type of food at six and seven and eight and nine and ten and twelve but you can give them different forms of music different styles of music and at the end of the night they feel that they've experienced something because their memories are now awash with new joy yeah. in the mm -hmm. And that's why as much as I understand you and family members and other people look at me and say, stop listening to the old stuff you're living in the past. No, I'm bringing it up to today sometimes. Sometimes I'm taking low spark of high heel boys and making it a today song because the memories mm -hmm. from the past are so strong that I wanna enjoy it now. I mean, yeah. You know, the Smiths, How Soon Is Now, sure. will forever be me standing on the rooftop of my apartment, smoking a cigarette, drinking a can of beer, and someone playing it out their window in the middle of February in Boston, and me hearing that intro, that treble, you know, yeah. guitar part, or tremolo guitar part, and just this being volume. absolutely blown away. Like, what is that? Well, like, I don't know. I mean, it's joyful. Like the, how much, how often do you see anything in your life today that brings joy to you immediately by the experience? To me, it's always music. I don't see a lot of new art that I go, Oh, oh my gosh, look at that. Well, I do. I do. I, I see art and, and I, I usually I see too, it, in but film not as much as I do with music. I see it in film and cinema, like film and cinema mm -hmm. are the new music to me. Like that's what's happening and cool to me and and that's what's interesting and even like foreign film and stuff where they aren't using the same formulas that's the rock and roll to me that i enjoy looking at now if there's no art i'm depressed if there's no new art for me to discover and enjoy i'm depressed if i have to go back and and look at old stuff all the time it bums me out but music yeah and when it comes to our particular i guess uh what word am I looking for? Our um, our I part that we play in this, perhaps the the music like familiarity is is what I feel like gets people involved. Oh, I know the song. I've heard the song. Right. But ultimately, ultimately, at the end of the night, I don't want them to walk out of the room and say, "Well, that was cool," because I remembered everything from a long time ago. I want them to walk out of the room and say, "Hey, this is a brand new experience, and it was fun." Because no, I'm mixing right. in that old stuff with the new stuff. So they're hearing things maybe for the first time in a new way. It's building blocks. In a new way, yeah. yeah. It's building blocks because you're taking a, an established memory and adding to it. What, I, what, what triggers me, and it's, it's not you, it's, it's me. It's not, it's, it's not you, it's me. It's like I'm breaking up with a girlfriend here. 
it's that you focus so much on the memory that you had that you're so fond of where I'm focusing on, okay, that's part of it, but it's also mixing it in with something else to create something new. And I'm not even as concerned with the memory as I am the moment. That's the sexy part to me when it's happening, you know, but I was going to, in between, I, I was thinking to myself, you know, it's okay to have two memories associated with the same song. Right. Because yeah. I've, I've had that said to me where, yes, they were on the rooftop and they heard low spark. But then I played it at this event. That's their new memory of that song. And they're like, you've they've actually used this term. You've transported me tonight. Right. And yeah. now I don't think it has to be included with with two distinct memories. Yeah. No, it's oh. not. Don't, don't under Don't misunderstand, Brian, that it's in it's exclusive or inclusive to this there are those songs to, are to songs yeah i to will ha- not move forward that are stuck in time and i'm good with that but i think the joy of being a dj is knowing that when you do it the right way when you really hit your numbers when you're on your game you can do that by bringing people from a past joy to a new joy that then adds to that. To me, memories become building blocks. To, to, Howie's, to Howie's point. Should just keep going like this. To Howie's point, I was, it's reminding me of something that kind of made me laugh. I think I was probably 15 years old when Judas Priest Turbo came out. And I, I was, was in a band. I what you were laughing about. <laughs> I, I was in a band, and, and we played a lot of songs on that album, including... The best we could turbo lover but we did um and now you're going to mention what it's about locked inside your heart or whatever yeah it was around the same time alice cooper's constrictor came out because we played a lot of that too good um and so i mean that's kind of where that i mean when i think of the song turbo lover i'm in this dude's basement everybody looks like you know miniature rock stars and they got you know long hair and stuff and and we're just really loud really late at night with a drum kit Yep. You know. So fast forward to last week. Um, I don't know. Somebody made like you know how they do those videos on YouTube where they like they make a um like a new video for an old song. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, my brother, he's a car guy and he, you know, digs chicks. He's like, Man, I found this kick-ass video I need you to see, and he puts on this this video of Turbo Lover, it's not sang by Rob, Rob Halford. I don't know who it was, but it sounded just like it. it was like a karaoke thing or something. And it was like a montage of hot rods and hot chicks and stuff from a year or two ago. I'm like, God, that is not Rob Halford. This is really bugging me because I know this song. So I had to, on his thing he had on his TV, I had to find the original and play it just to kind of <laughs> cleanse the palate, you know? That night. All I did was dream that song. It wouldn't leave my head. And I woke up the next day and I said, you mother. F-. So that goddamn song stuck in my head. And he laughed. That's been the joke. The tur- Every time he would say turbo lover, or turbo anything, he put lover on it. I, I would just like want to smack him. Well, well that's yeah. my new memory of the song. No, there, oh, there are no. times. Well, that's just to Howie's point. <laughs> yeah, no, 100% to what happened. No, but I think that's, you know, I've, I've got tracks that I find every once in a while on YouTube where I'll have a memory of like, remember that song and I'll find it and I'll hear it and close my eyes and I'm right there. And you know what? There's a lot of joy in memories. There really is. There's joy mm-hmm. with people that are gone now, you know, to, to mm-hmm. be in a car with my mom and dad who aren't with me anymore, to be young again. It's not longing to live in the past, but you know what? Yeah, I get it. I'm never going to be that guy that says, no, be only here in the moment. No, fuck that. If it wasn't all about copyright and stuff, I'd bring another guy in here. We'd have a fourth guy. He'd be be Fred from the Howard Stern Show. And he'd be playing things like, uh, you know, Melissa Manchester's memories or... or, um, Little River Band reminiscing, perhaps in the background, you know. I don't know. I'm just thinking this would be and neat. That but would be flag I love for it. That's freshman year high school, by the way. <laughs> no, I know. And 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 it's so funny to me because it's the one area of life that you can just 
you don't have to let others judge you. You mm -hmm. know what I'm saying? Like you can close your eyes and just get away with music. I, I, I've never, I've never once gotten up in the morning where I haven't realized that the fact that I get to go do what I do as a DJ is a, not only to me a blessing, but it's a joy and it's an honor that I get to take some of the most amazing talent in the world and constantly give it to other people. This isn't like anything else I can think of. I can't go and grab a bunch of Van Goghs and take them somewhere and go, here they are, everyone, Van Gogh. We're not really certainly take yeah, we're, the greatest we're not songs musicians. of all times. We're DJs. It's kind of like we're not writers, we're librarians. We're suggesting know, a good a book for you to read. You know, exactly, exactly, Brian, exactly. Yeah. And I, I don't want to dismiss what we do and make it any less. No, we're not creating music. We're Librarians creating, make bank, man. You know what? There are a lot of great bands out there that can't create a memory on stage. I've sadly paid to see them, <laughs> and they, die, they phone it in. Or a yeah, bad memory on stage. Well, yeah, let no. me ask you this, Jay. Yes, sir. What was the last song you played um, at the wedding you did with the Rotunda that you posted the video? Shut Up and Dance. Okay. Now that would be what? What is that? Ten years old or so? Um, they they had not even, not even, not even to say probably. Okay, five. but they they probably have a memory associated with that. But that was the last dance at their wedding. Now they have a new memory, don't you think? Of that when they hear that song, they're probably going to think about the last dance at my wedding. I got oh. the I put Aerosmith rocks on and the same day i got my letterman jacket in high school for football that came in and i had it in my room and i tried it on looking in the mirror and behind me my all-in-one stereo with the speakers at the bottom the receiver football? and then on top yeah wow and <laughs> i dropped I the needle for that guy but i've seen your high school picture yeah. of course you played football <laughs> I played, football played tennis too. Yeah. Um, yeah. Not in high school, but I played a yeah. lot when I was growing up. Yeah. You no, know, tennis was my jam. Yeah. And baseball. I played a lot of sports. My dad was, my grandfather got signed by the Yankees, but went to war. No, oh, geez. He got by the Yankees. Wow. My dad played college football and baseball at Boston College. And we're back to so six there was at least separation. Something. <laughs> and awesome. I, I was playing the Rocks album, and one of the songs on Aerosmith Rocks is Home Tonight. And it's got one of the best solos as a guitar player, in my opinion, that matches the song note for note perfectly. And it's like a three-minute song. Your favorite song should probably be like, I want to go back by uh, Eddie Money. No, not the biggest Eddie Money fan. Even I though I go saw, back and do it all over again. I saw him headline yeah. over John Waite in Temecula yeah. at the Wine and Beer Festival probably like 15 years ago, and he was amazing. But the point is this. Old Days by Chicago. The song, Home Tonight, always brings me back to my bedroom growing up, trying on my Letterman jacket, hearing that song. Well, guess what? My wedding to my beautiful wife, Michelle, the very last song of my wedding was Aerosmith, Home Tonight. By design, I picked it. I told the DJ to play it. So I have both of those worlds. So now when I hear it, it's a culmination of memories. And again, I'm not here to judge or say good, bad, or indifferent no. how you absorb our music. But we are the curators yeah. for people's skill, talent, and expression. And I think sometimes we need to stop and say what an honor it is that I'm given these amazing pieces of art. No, I, I'm, I'm not in dis I'm disagreeing with you at all. I'm yeah. not disagreeing with you at all. No, I, we're all on the same page. Yeah. We make different yeah, picking on different things. No, no, no. I know. <laughs> you, you but I like think dwell on this. Like you're there for a long time on this. It's cool. You're passionate it's, about it. Like you love this. You know what? Yeah. But I know I'm not alone. I know there's others that look at this and have moments in their life where they say, yeah. I've had a bad day. You know what? That's it. I'm going to end it. And yet they somehow manage to close their eyes, put on a song and realize, eh, I'm not ready to go. 
And I think the fact that there are very That's few dark. things, it's dark, but it's realistic. And it's dark because it shows the depth of which music affects us. It shows the depth with which music can save us at the same time. And the fact that we get to do this week after week after week and create these new memories, I think it's amazing. And I think we don't always pay ourselves the compliment for the positions that we hold, and we need to be grateful. That's all. Well, I'm going to do everybody uh, a, a favor and show mercy and put a book in the show. Exactly what he's going to say. Here so, you go. This so is going to be a seven-hour show welcome. tonight. Yeah. Good luck titling this one, kid. We'll see how you do. Yeah. Yeah. So, anyway... Maybe we'll be more prepared next week. If my brain wasn't so fried from all the stuff that I've been doing for the last week, maybe I'd have been more prepared for this. But I think we did a good show. <laughs> it was an interesting was, show. I think it was interesting because I think a lot of people in the comments, I think a lot of people will genuinely agree with what we all had to it say. It should be because... a case study in DJ ADHD. That's what it should be. It Just so, be. show it in like psychology, uh, psychology classes in college. In social, sociology do, classes. If, if they do that, they should call it Falling Back in Love 101. <laughs> All right. And on that note, okay. we'll see you next week. <laughs> when I'm famous, fired. You'll, all, you'll all remember this show. <laughs> <laughs> Falling Back in Love with Pastor Jay. That should be the title of your book. Oh, yeah. I'm taking the hit. I'm calling my agent. Is, where's Izzy Iskowitz? I got to get him on the horn. <laughs> Where's right, my phone? We'll see you next week. Thanks for watching. <laughs>